and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for gathering us together in your house to receive your gifts, receive your word. We pray you work by your spirit, remove distractions from our hearts and minds. Let us rest in the promises which you have handed over so freely to us in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. It's All Saints Sunday. It's a day that brings a lot of joy for many of us as we remember our beloved departed in the faith and the lives that they lived here with us and the fact that they were wrapped in the promises of God's word and baptism and the promises of Christ's righteousness and life eternal in the presence of our Lord. Joyous day. It's a joyous day for those of us that have beloved ones that died in the faith. It's a little harder for those of us that are a little less certain. It's a day that can bring a little bit of quandary, a little bit of thinking, a little bit of wondering. But for all those, we, we lay in the arms of our gracious Lord because we don't know necessarily what those last conversations were with them in their hearts and minds before they took their last breath. But this day, this All Saints Day, it's... For centuries, we've celebrated this day, and it's a day that comes really from the traditions of the Roman Catholic Church, and it's a beautiful day where uh, we'd celebrate all of those who were actually uh, titled saints and all those who were martyred for the faith and persecuted, hence a lot of the readings from today mentioning that with the Beatitudes and many of the others. For all the others, all the other souls, uh, there would be the day following All Saints Day, called All Souls Day. We don't so much do All Souls Day in our tradition. But see, that day was also a day for all those who had died yet were sitting in purgatory, a teaching we don't teach in the Lutheran tradition. So we kind of wrap it all together, and we take All Souls Day and All Saints Day and, and meld them together into one, and we celebrate this day knowing that those who have uh, died in the faith, resting in the promises of our Lord there in the glories of heaven with the resounding choirs of angels and the praise and honor and everything else that's going on there as they continually praise and are fed by the presence of the Lord and the, the wedding feast of the Lamb and all the beauties that are there. Why do we read the Beatitudes? It's interesting to think of. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are beggarly and needy. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are these. These don't sound like heavenly, glorious things. See, those things are more what you and I experience every day. Kind of the brokenness of our world, the, the beggarly, the the needy, the, the necessity to live life together and take care of one another, the hungering, the thirsting, all these things that we see going on in our lives, and yet the Lord still calls us blessed. And we just sang a beautiful song, at least the beginning of it, for all the saints, and here we see texts that are really for all the blessed, for, for you. In our experience, in our lives together, here we are still blessed. Really just as blessed as the ones who are in the presence of the Lord, because you have the same promise. 
The same promise of the Lord present with you. The same promise of our Lord right there with you in the middle of being beggarly, in the middle of being poor in spirit, in the middle of hungering and thirsting for righteousness, in the middle of needing peace, in the middle of all these other mundane, regular, normal things of life. God is present with you. We rejoice in our loved ones who have died in faith, set apart, sainted, made holy in the presence of God, yet you also, sainted, made holy. Now again, it's a bit of a conundrum as we work with that because our experience certainly does not always lean to the fact that uh, y'all are saintly, nor am I, right? I mean, we see things in each other's lives quite often where we go, that doesn't look very saintly, and you're right, that's the sinner side of us. But that's who we are. We're saints and sinners all at the same time. We're sinners by experience, and we see that in our lives, yet we're saints because God said so. You may not remember the day. You might have been pretty tiny. But God said you're His. You're His child. You are wrapped in His Son's righteousness. You have been made His son, His daughter, His very family. You have been set apart for a different purpose. You've been set apart with a different word. You've been set apart with a different perspective to look at this broken world and all of the regular and mundane things and say these are necessary things that glorify God. One of my favorite conversations that a friend shared with me at one point in time, a fellow pastor, he was getting ready for the day at his house and he looked at his wife and she said, God bless you and keep you today. What are you off to? And he said, I'm going to go translate God's word. I'm going to go and visit the sick and the needy. I'm going to bring them communion and God's presence and bread and wine for them for the forgiveness of sins and strengthening of faith. I'm going to pray with my other brothers in Christ. And that's what I'm going to do today. And she said, that sounds like holy work. I said, what are you going to do today? Said, well, I'm going to raise your children. I'm going to change poopy diapers. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to care for them. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to bandage their wounds. I'm going to nurture them and hold on to them and know, let them know that they are loved and that they are forgiven and that they are beloved in this household. He said, I think your holy work is harder than my holy work. <laughs> All of this, though, is the work that God sets you apart for in different vocations in life and in different areas of life. And in all of this that we see here and now, it doesn't feel or look very glorious. As we think of all the things and all the glories of heaven. But see, this world that you walk in, it's the exact same world that Jesus walked in. When he came into the world, it wasn't all pretty and shiny and perfect. No, he created it that way in the garden, yet because of sin, it was broken. And in necessity of a redeemer, and in necessity of one that would reconcile it, and in necessity of a savior, all those blessed ones that were down there needed somebody from outside of themselves to come and bring that promised word of God to them. So the prophets would come and speak it, and they would point forward to a day that the Messiah, the Savior, God with us would be coming, and then that happened. And as many of the miracles that went on and as many as the beautiful things that went on when Jesus walked around in his creation and the creation reacted to the Creator and did stuff, everything was being put right when folks were 
ailing and hurting, there would be restoration and healing. And when folks were cast out, he would bring them in together. And when things were out of order, he would put them into order. Yet in the middle of all of that, mundane, regular, broken, beggarly, needy life, Jesus sat in the middle of it with all of his people, sat down with them, ate with them, drank with them, laughed with them, cried with them, lived with them, slept woke, walked, built, everything that you do. See, that same promised presence is with you. We may not get to see Jesus' hands and feet and body in front of us, but we have his promises that he'll be in the bread and wine for us, that he'll be in the spoken word for us, that he'll be gathered together in the community of his saints, the communion of the saints, the gathering of his people. And in a day like today, we remember that that is exactly who we are as saints set apart by God for his work in the world that needs to hear about him. He gives you eyes to see the world in a different way. He gives you a voice to speak a different word that does not speak retribution or vengeance or retaliation, but speaks peace, speaks love, speaks care, speaks a word that may not always well up within our own stone hearts, but certainly wells up from the softened fleshly hearts that God gives us by faith, the things that he recreates within us by his spirit, so that as he gathers his saints together around this table, you know who's on the other side? All the faithfully departed, all those in the middle of Christ's presence. And this half circle that's right here continues all the way around to where God in Christ is the host and the one serving both those of our loved ones that are sitting in his presence and us. The whole community of saints gathered together to receive forgiveness. The whole community of saints gathered together to hear his words. The whole community of the saints to live in the presence of Christ. That's what you get from this table. Life with the saints. So as much as we sing for all the saints, remember that God's word and his promises are also for all the blessed. You. His life given for you. His forgiveness abound for you. His grace handed over freely for you. So that each day as you wake and there's sight in your eyes and breath in your lungs, you can glorify God knowing that he has done all things to not only sustain you during this time of all of the mundane, broken, regular things that a Christian is called to do, because life of the faithful doesn't always look that flattering. But it's necessary and it's beautiful to see little ones raised in the word of God to see mature ones holding on to the promises of Christ, to know that his word is ever so much the same from our younger years to our older years until the time that he comes back or we take our last breath and sit on the other side of that altar with him and enjoy eternity in the presence of God. And here and now, know that Christ just as much yours as he will be for eternity. A promise you can rest in, a 
promise you can be sure of and to know that he is the Lord of all the saints, Lord of all the blessed, all the forgiven, your Lord. Amen. Pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you have given us through your Son, Jesus, and what you continue to give us by your Spirit. You give us eyes that focus in on you and the truth of your word. We, you give us hearts that rest in your promises as we work through a life that is hard and broken and ways in which we're not sure it's all going right, yet you continue to be present, continue to be with us. You continue to hold on to us in the middle of the regular and mundane so that we would know of your glorious love for us. Jesus, in his name we pray. Amen.